0: 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And uh, for the first half of the hour, we've been talking about names that have been dropped from the upcoming GE15 lineup. And so we've been asking you whether you're surprised by any of those who didn't make it. You can call us, 77732900, WhatsApp, or send us a voice note, 18 Tweet us at BFM Radio, um, And uh, we will get to your messages after this. But speaking of names and uh, who's running where, For today on Twitter, today, Sungai Buloh is trending with Kairi Jamaluddin being announced as the candidate there. And Pakatan Harapan may be reconsidering their strategy.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating because uh, Pakatan Harapan, at first announced, I think, uh, its moves in Sungai Bulo uh, and the Barisan national candidate, uh, Kairi Jamaluddin. Of course, his candidacy also in question over several weeks, I think, uh, because his former constituency, Rambau, was taken over by a, a kind of a stalwart of AMNO, of And he w- seemed rather hopeful. Uh, but now that, you know, things are lining up, uh, it's 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 become very interesting because of the motivations of various uh, stakeholders, including the political parties. Why is Amno putting Kyrie in Sungai Bulo? Why is PKR putting uh, Dato uh, Ramanan uh, Ramakrishnan, uh, a man less known than his predecessor and perhaps a, mess, a less loved, at least on Twitter, uh, by people who, who live there?
0: The predecessor being, of course, as uh, Sivarasa Rasia, who's now not running in the upcoming elections. Um, and so actually, this hasn't gone unnoticed, I think, the the pushback and the conversation and, and most significantly, the announcement of Kyrie in that seat, because uh, Rafizi Ramli tweeted, I will discuss with an- Anwar Ibrahim regarding the reaction of Sungai Bulo voters and the PKR candidate so far. I appreciate everyone's perspectives. As the president of the party, he will make the final decision. Um, and so this has been, um, this has opened up quite an interesting conversation on Twitter about um, how to field candidates, whether parties should be more agile in terms of responding when voters express their dissatisfaction, Uh, and I think also is starting to make for a very interesting playing field. As you said um, early on in the show, um, now the PKR candidacy, PH candidacy for that seat seems a little bit more open than than it was just
1: yesterday. (laughs) Absolutely. Also interesting is the way in which conspiracy theories, um, uh, you know, are Parlayed it during the election period, what what had happened? I think it was a couple of days ago was you know a, a meme had gone out with uh, the, a picture of Kyrie and Rafizi, and the, and as this uh, this kind of fictional dialogue between them, with you know Kyrie saying I'm going to go to Sungai Bulo and Rafizi uh, you know saying Well, I'm going to put a really bad candidate uh, to help you, bro, basically. And the idea was that you know there's kind of friendship going on across. Party lines, and they're going to be helping each other. I mean, but that's conspiracy, right? It's and it's almost funny meme, but uh, I think it feeds into some of the responses now, which is that why put a weak candidate uh, in in for Pakatan when you have a man with with certain uh, a certain brand, right? A man who's made his name during the COVID crisis. Um, for whom, rightly or wrongly, people think now uh, a credit with actually managing the affairs of state very, uh, reasonably well. And actually, is probably one of the most...
0: Um one of the most attractive candidates for traditionally opposition-led voters, I think. Kyrie in the last two years, um, has, I think, won over a lot of people um, I mean, for various reasons. As you said, most significantly, the handling of the pandemic, uh, but also his vibe and, and his ability to connect with a particular kind of voter. Uh, but if we look at the responses to Rafizi's tweet, um, we have Mohamed Safi Ahmad saying, I hope that Shia Anwar Ibrahim takes note of grassroots opinions. The Sungai Bulo seat has potential to Win, and if the PKR candidate is less Weibauer, many PKR supporters themselves will vote for Kyrie. Uh, my boy, in, uh, meanwhile, says announced candidates can be replaced before nomination day. Am I right? please gather, listen to the comments from local voters. Don't simply place a candidate that will make them choose not to come out to vote.
1: Yeah, so the with our thing, you know, the question of integrity of a candidate. So yes, a lot of people uh, vote along party lines. There's loyalties, that I think, in a big part of the dynamic, don't you think? Uh, but there's also, uh, when there's a stark contrast in terms of the quality of the candidate, uh, why would a party choose somebody who's new, uh, who does Doesn't seem to have a long history. In fact, Dato Ramanan, I believe, is a former MIC member, and and uh, and so you know again, the choice that the choices that are made by political parties um, come into question. So this
0: goes back to that perennial. the perennial challenge for voters, right? Do you vote for the best candidate or do you vote along party lines? And in a, in a contest like this, I think that question becomes even more urgent, especially if you're, since you're a constituent there, uh, and what kind of representation you want for your area. Uh, if we look at reactions to Kyrie's, um, if we look at reactions to Kyrie's candidacy, um, and his tweet on the fact that he's now running in Sungai Bulo, uh, Shazwan Sazali, for instance, says, if I were to vote in Sungai Bulo, my vote will definitely Definitely go to this man as health minister. He did his job very well. Thank you and all the best. Um, meanwhile, simple pilgrim says, definitely a future PM, high potential. First, he must not be willing to kick. Uh, must not be willing to be kicked around in Amno. The uprising of a revitalized new Amno must come from KJ. The young await him.
1: Yeah, but also I think what is noted is that you're not just voting for him to be a minister. You're voting him as part of a, a team of people led by Zaid Hamidi. So this might actually stick in the throat of many people who are against Barisan National. They don't want to, to see Barisan National now led by Zaid Hamidi who represents an older dispensation within Amno, an unreconstructed amno uh, come to power. So a vote for Kari Jamlin is not simply a vote for Kairi Jamaluddin, it's a vote for Barisan National. And if you have problems with Barisan National, then you might want to think again. I mean, you or you will think again because you are saying, well, he might be a good man, but I don't like his team.
0: Well, some people, though, are also saying, what does this say? What does PH's candidate say about PH, right? Because uh, Kanish Bruno on Twitter is saying, I'm in a dilemma. If I vote for PH, some of their candidates are ex MCA. PH gave Muda only three seats. They rejected PSM. If I vote for BN, way more corrupt. Few leaders such as KJ are okay, but Zahid is not. PN, they're liars. Uh, da Frosty, meanwhile, says, I have four Sungai Bulo voters under my care, two first-time voters under Undi 18, and one senior conservative. How can I tell them not to vote for KJ when the alternative has nothing to offer other than being under pH. So we
1: come back, again, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a huge dilemma and it's, it's very interesting because uh, it's forcing us to think about our core values, isn't it? I mm. mean, as a voter, it's also having us to be much more savvy about the complex game that politics is and that choosing isn't a simple question of, of just putting the right person in. Because the way it's played in Malaysia, uh, you know, who you vote for uh, means that you'll get a particular kind of government. And if you know, you know, something of the politics of UMNO, Kyrie might be there, but he most certainly won't be in the driver's seat. And I think that is something that people might want to consider. Keep your thoughts
0: coming. We are talking about uh, Kairi Jamaluddin now being fielded in Sungai Bulo and a call for Pakatan Harapan to reconsider their candidate in the constituency. So, what do you make of this? You can call 77332900, WhatsApp, or send us a voice note 018 789 8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, the business station.
0: BFM 89.9. That was Rose Royce with Funk Factory. It's 5.51. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And on today on Twitter, we've been discussing Kairi Jamaluddin uh, being announced as the candidate for Sungai Bulo. Sungai Bulo is trending, Sungai is trending. Uh, and lots of calls for Pakathan Harapan to reconsider their own candidate, um, who's being viewed now as perhaps not the strongest to take on someone like Kairi. So we've been asking you for your thoughts. What do you make of KJ being announced? For Sungai Bulo. Keep your thoughts coming. You can call 77332900, WhatsApp, or send us a voice note 018 789 8899.
1: Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have uh, plenty of thoughts. Um, well, we, have, we, have. we do have plenty of thoughts. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> plenty of thoughts. In fact, I think what listeners um, are surprised by sometimes are the choices that political parties make, right? And I think if you ever had a chance to speak to some of these leaders uh, at a drama or some session, ask them, why is it that you put somebody in, in that place, right? Is it because they bring money to the to the game? Because, of course, political parties always starve the funds. And we'll, we'll put a parachute rich people into positions of prominence because they've have promised some money. I think this is why you know the influence of uh, big money on our politics cannot be underestimated. Well, we have so many opinions on this. So
0: let's start with this from an anonymous listener who says about the voting conundrum. It is isn't it isn't interesting in the sense that it forces us to look at our values. The decision making conundrum is because of the system we choose. We choose one. The system we have. We choose one or the other. Choose one personality or another. We need a system that's different to the first-past-the-post winner-takes-all. In Sungai Bulo, the choice is a red herring. It isn't based on our values. It is the system that makes it seem so. It's nothing to do with the candidates.
1: Yeah, very good one. And, but the problem is that, and, and this was, I think, demonstrated with the uh, we win in 2018, was that there was a promise that would we'll change the system and that system uh, change would, in fact, uh, bring other dynamics into play, none of which actually panned out. So unfortunately, we're stuck with first past the post and then a, a I think it's just imperative on us to understand what that means for us in terms of our choices. Yes, it does limit it. it Maybe you're right, you know, uh, it is a red herring, but um, it is what we have currently.
0: Um in the meantime, uh, do keep those thoughts coming. You can call 777 900 WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you what you make of Kairi Jamaluddin being announced for Sungai Buloh. Send the thoughts through. Uh, and in the meantime, here's some music. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.